Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we we are reading the Bible in one year, and the whole idea is so that you can get into the habit of reading the Bible. It can start shifting your paradigms, shifting your identity, shifting how you see the world, how you're how you fit into the world, and um, and the spirit realm, so that you have a true understanding. And even though you're reading stories that are old, you might be saying, well, these are just old stories. How do they apply to me? They are speaking to your soul. And it's like a beautiful tapestry. Um, My grandma used to make these blankets and she would take pieces of materials. She'd take old shirts or just old things and just cut them up and make them into this tapestry um, blanket. And each piece on its own was like, oh, it's just an old shirt. Ah, that's just an old pillowcase. But when you see it on the blanket, ugh, it's just beautiful. Well, that's what it is like reading the Bible. A little bit at a time on a regular, consistent basis becomes a beautiful tapestry in your life. Um, so as you read Hebrews, and I've said it before, Hebrews is sophisticated. You got to have to put your thinking cap on. It's not a, just a sweet story. It's, um, it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit more sophisticated. More a little, yeah. So let me give you an example. Oh, and one other thing before I read this example. You have to search your heart and say, am I willing to sometimes read things in the Bible that don't necessarily make sense to me or even conflict with what you think you believe or kind of gross you out or freak you out? Are you willing to read the Bible anyway and not throw it away saying, oh, black and white, um, I don't believe this way, or I don't agree with this, and just throw out the Bible altogether? Are you willing to just read it and say, huh, interesting, wonder what that means? And then trust that when you read it again one day, it'll make, it'll make more sense. Let me give you an example. Or, or even trust the fact that you may not ever understand, and that people have debated certain things for thousands of years. How are you going to be able to come to a final conclusion in just one reading? Um, But are you willing to be open to the fact that you may not understand everything on this side of heaven, but you will one day? Let me give you an example, and I'm just going to read it here. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Okay, so it's it's an add-on from the previous chapter, chapter five, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment, and God permitting, he will do so. Okay, so maybe that's considered the more mature faith, that that's where you will grow into, Therefore, he let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing, rites, and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And God permitting, he will do so. So you think you understand? Do you understand? I don't know. You got to read it again. You got to read it for yourself because there's little pieces like, wait, what? 
Okay, here's another one. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gifts, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. Wait, what? That's what I mean. It's impossible. Then you read it again. Did it say impossible? It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gifts, who have shared on the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. Hmm. Remember, are you open? To their loss, they are crucified. The Son of God all over... Oh, to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him in public disgrace. Ouch. Okay, that one stung. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it. And that produces a crop useful to those to whom it is farmed, received the blessings of God but land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being crushed in the end it will be burned oh my goodness okay um okay even though we speak like this dear friends we are convinced of better things in your case the things that have to do with salvation God is not unjust okay God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Pretty powerful, right? Pretty deep. Like people can talk about this for decades but because you've read all the other books your heart has been prepared for these type of passages what are these passages designed to do they're designed to stir you up they're designed to make you go hmm because that's how you grow in maturity if you were constantly spoon-fed the niceties of proverbs then you may not grow in maturity but when you wrestle with some of the passages, that's how you grow in maturity. Then it talks about how God's promise and his oath will be fulfilled. Um, oh, I like this. It is impossible for God to lie. That's verse 18. We have this, okay. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So the hope is in um, the promise, God's promise. That is our hope in God's promise and eternal life. Firm and secure. Um, it anchors our soul. Isn't that so beautiful? Um, so Hebrews is like that. It's like, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that stung. Ouch. Or, oh, I don't understand. What is he trying to say? Why is he going, why is he bouncing back from Old Testament? How is he doing this? She's shifting his story. Okay, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to wrestle with some passages. 
So can you imagine if people don't actually read the entire Bible and they just say, where should I start? And they open the book of Hebrews and they read chapter six. They'll be like, what? It's impossible? Oh, forget it. Close the Bible. I'm never reading this thing again because I'll never be perfect enough. But had they read all the other books in the New Testament, had they seen the story of God's grace in the Old Testament, that's why it's a tapestry. Piece by piece, you put it together and you mature. That was chapter 7. I'm sorry, that was chapter 6 of Hebrews. Please, please, please go back and read it. And let it feed your soul. Your soul hungers for maturity. Your soul hungers for this kind of richness. It's kind of like, let's say you work out in a gym and you're, you're picking up dumbbells that are 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 pounds, year after year, year after year. You're just like using the same 10 pound weight. Eventually, you're going to get bored. Eventually, your muscles are going to hunger for more testing, more pressure. You're going to want to pick up more weight. <laughs> um, okay. Ezra 5 and 6. What is going on? What is going on? So we have the prophet Haggai and Ze- Zechariah who are leading the people. That's good. Um, they need to build the temple, but they're getting opposition still. So they write a letter to King Darius explaining um, I don't really know who wrote the letter. I need to find out who wrote the letter. The governor. Okay. And this is just a piece of the letter, which I thought was the coolest part. Because he's explaining how he went to the people who were building the temple, and he says, who told you you could do this? And this is their answer. Verse 11. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our ancestors angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldinian king of Babylon, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, king of King Cyrus issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. He even removed from the temple of Babylon the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to the temple in Babylon. Then King Cyrus gave them a man named Sheshabazar, whom he had appointed the governor, and he told him, take these articles and go and deposit them in the temple of Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God on this its site. Yep, so King Darius heard this. He went through the old scrolls, read the old history to find out what, what's really going on here. And when he read what King Cyrus actually said and did, he realized, okay, yep, it's true. So he told the people, you guys I want you to build this your temple. Not only that, but I'm going to get rid of your opposition. And he made some decree to, to stop anyone from getting in their way. Isn't that so cool? Good job, King Darius. Even though you're a pagan god, but you're a good guy. Um, and they finished the temple. And then they started honoring the Passover at the end of chapter 6. Isn't that nice?
so good. There you have it, my friends. That was Ezra 5 and 6 and Hebrews 6. A lot to read, a lot to digest, and allow yourself to grow and become um, more mature in your faith, in your understanding. And uh, yeah, you'll notice a shift as you go day to day. You'll notice your heart and your mind will adjust, will respond differently to life's difficulties. Just because you're reading the Bible consistently, even silly little stories of the Old Testament will actually transform your mind, your soul, and your spirit. All right, everyone, have a great day, and I shall see you tomorrow.